Yeah, ultimately, it, it, it is about the customer, right? I mean, uh, the, the happy guest is, is, is running a successful hotel business, basically. We believe that very powerful software to, to supercharge hotel operations should not be exclusive to, to those more technologically advanced and maybe with deeper pockets to, to purchase such yeah. software, but, but to anyone. Hey, y'all, how are you doing? We are back again for another episode of Hospitable. Hospitable is a podcast where we explore uh, how to make hospitality more human through technology. And today's guest uh, is, is one that I'm excited to, to, to chat with uh, you, Tymon. You know, I had a chance to, to meet uh, your partner in New York City uh, when I first learned of Rumor Coon. Uh, unfortunately, you didn't get to come. She got to, to come to the trip and you, you had to stay and run the business. Um, but Timon um, Vendil? Vendal. Vandal. Yep. <laughs> Close enough. I, I struggle with, with pronunciation of some of the Dutch names. Uh, he's the CEO and co-founder of Rumor Coom, And he is on a mission to empower um, independent hoteliers around the world uh, with uh, a complete and innovative management um, system. So, uh, Timon, thanks for joining the podcast, my friend. I'm really excited to have you on. And unfortunately, we, we didn't get a chance to do this in person. We were trying to coordinate back in time in the Netherlands. But uh, with you kind of switching back and forth between South Africa and me being in New York and kind of going back and forth, we couldn't get schedules to line. So I appreciate you still making time. Absolutely. So, I mean, why don't you, why don't we start with this? You know, I, I really love the story of Rumakun. And uh, so why don't you just tell us a bit like what, uh, you know, this is your, this is, it's not just a business to you. It's, it's a true mission to empower independent hoteliers, right? And, you know, you could have created a system for these big chains, but you wanted to go boutique. You wanted to go independent. You wanted to help uh, these. Where does that passion and mission come from? Talk to me from the beginning. What what got you into this space? What drove you into this, this independent space? Yeah, I guess independent uh, hoteliers are very much kind of, well, they are passionate. It's very much in our DNA. Um, Nadia and I started Room Raccoon about uh, seven or eight years ago. And Nadia was an independent hotelier herself. Uh, she was uh, she got into this industry. She was running the most beautiful boutique, all suite design uh, hotel um, in, uh, in the center of our hometown. And she was doing great. I, I mean, the business was doing good. Uh, she had like the best booking.com ratings in the in the wide area and all of that. But me coming from a, a very tech uh, background, um, I was starting to get a little bit allergic towards, I don't know, some very manual operations that she was doing. She was <laughs> home every morning at 3 a.m. or so because after the guests, you know, went to bed and everybody was kind of, uh, yeah, fed and pampered. Then she was do- starting to do her admin, preparing all of the you know the planning and the, the the pricing the 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 reports for the staff in the morning the preparing the invoices confirming the reservations that came in today and that just all seemed to me so old school and so manual and when i after i declared her for crazy a couple of times she challenged me and she said like hey why don't you fix it for me uh and uh yeah well, to be honest i was i i start i i i cleared my diary for a couple of days and i said you know what i'm going to find some kind of an all-in-one SaaS tool that, that you can plug into and it's going to supercharge your operations because surely there must be, you know, a, a dozen uh, around. And there was not anything that that would that that's really uh, would match our, our quite basic requirements. Um, 
to 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 automate our processes and to kind of leverage technology uh, to um, to improve the hospitality business. Uh, so we just start, decided to to create something uh, ourselves, and that uh, that went uh, yeah beyond our wildest dreams. And today we are servicing about two thousand hoteliers in across fifty five countries with a team of hundred raccoons, as we call ourselves. Uh, and uh, and uh, yeah, we feel we're just getting started uh, because as I think we we started pretty small in terms of our ambitions. We just wanted to to fulfill kind of a basic automation need for for independent hoteliers. Uh, today, we like 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 that quickly evolved evolved to what it's today. Um, really um, enhancing all uh, pricing, ref bar, uh, competitive stances, um, upselling. Um, yeah, the, the the whole housekeeping function uh, for hotels up to about hundred rooms. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. You're, and I, I love that, you know, your partner, Nadia, and she's just like, fix it for me. Like, if you're going to call me crazy, like do something about it. Uh, and, and he did. And, and when you were looking through that, you know, there's so many, because there are tons of systems out there that automate processes. Why was it so hard? Why do you think it was so hard from a basic function standpoint for the independent versus like the chains? Is it because a lot of the technology was set up for hundred plus hotel chains with like large systems or what do you think the kind of issue was? Yeah, pretty much that. I mean, we, there is a lot of hotel technology, right. And travel tech, uh, we were definitely not the first hotels in the world to start adopting technology in our, in our processes. Uh, but indeed the, the software vendors that would be very good and recognized into building hotel technology, uh, that would be, big software companies uh, delivering these software products to big hotels and mainly the chains because they would kind of in the old days, uh, they would be able to to afford on-premise complex uh, software stacks. They would have their own integration teams. They would have their 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 uh, their CIO, you know, building his whole tech stack and cherry picking all of these different software products from a vendor, PMS there, channel manager, upsell system, dynamic pricing uh, system, uh, housekeeping management system, you know, all of these different systems from the different providers and build their own tech stack. And uh, I guess that just really uh, eliminated the, um, the opportunity for independent hoteliers for many years to tap into that and to uh, to create a competitive uh, operations towards these these big chains that would have, the, yeah, the power to to adopt that technology. Uh, which which we're on a mission to to change. We want to level the play, playing field. We believe that um, uh, uh, that very powerful software to to supercharge hotel operations should not be exclusive to to those more technologically advanced and maybe with deeper pockets to to purchase yeah. software, but but to anyone. Yeah. So, and when you think about that, and we think about leveling the playing field. What does this do for independent hoteliers and, and boutique hotels? Like having these systems and having this ability to automate and move quickly, what does that really do for them? And how does that improve their quality of um, the quality of the hotel, but also the quality of the customer experience? Yeah, ultimately, it it, it is about the customer, right? I mean, uh, the, the happy guest is 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 running a successful hotel business, basically. Uh, I, I think uh, everything uh, that that you want to probably use technology for either needs to create efficiency, so that can be cost efficiency by 
automating uh, pricing to advertise on the right channel in the right time, see save on commission costs. It might be uh, uh, efficiency elsewhere to save time, for instance, automating, well, uh, accounting uh, connectivity, for instance, uh, as you guys uh, well know, that, that just saves people in that value chain so much time and therefore money. Uh, it can be um, creating extra opportunities, such as offering uh, the right room upgrade, the right time to your guest that uh, uh, as, uh, at the same time also increases, enhances that guest experience uh, by, by showing what you got uh, and, and also making it easier for the guest to book, meet, making it easy for the guest to check in, making it easier to check out, maybe making it easier to make their payments. Uh, to, so to, just to create a system where everything interacts with each other on autopilot um where the hotelier can can set it up can set their stack and their automation up very simply uh, together with us and then uh yeah enjoy the efficiency the extra revenue opportunity and the enhanced get, enhanced guest experience from there on i love that you know i think that's really really impactful because as you, as you said you know the happy guest is is doing your job right and you know the, the hospitality industry has changed a lot in depending on where you're going, whether you're going for business or you're going for pleasure or leisure, it changes your expectation. And what I think is really interesting is that people who like to stay at kind of your independent and boutique hotels are a little bit different niche, right? Like I think if you look at the, the, um, the clientele that want to stay at a larger chain or because they've been there their whole lives, they love that, that, that consistency, right? Whether you're in Japan or um, the Netherlands or the US, you're going to have a similar experience. Everything's going to kind of look and feel the same versus you want something very off the beaten track or, or unique or whatever. So from an independent hotelier's perspective, I think it's really impactful and important for them to be able to compete at that, at that stage to attract those people and, and be seen, be known, but also create that great experience. Uh, so from, from your experience, you know, and, and your partner running an, a, an amazing little boutique hotel, you know, did you notice like some of those little idiosyncrasies about like your clientele being different from like those big chains? And, and did that come into play as you thought about the technology being built for that? Were you thinking about, you know, because you were part of the, the big building of it, were you thinking about that customer experience and how did that really affect you when you're thinking of building the tech? Yeah, I guess a little bit. Um, I mean, yeah, smaller businesses maybe are more kind of adventurous, right? They're maybe more risk takers, and that is, I think, also um, why we were allowed to to yeah to to come into this place and to 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 have the trust of of many hoteliers in the very early stage to kind of start adopting our software together and make it better. Um, but at the same time, we also I think the fact that maybe we we never we don't come from a corporate hotel space we don't come from any any corporate space both uh, both of us and I think that also that also really helped us to uh, create this um, yeah this this product that revolves around independent hotels without any uh, you know without any preconceptions or so of like how should this work we didn't have an opera or any kind of standard in our minds like hey this is how apparently uh, a property management system should work and obviously there are some basic concepts right some mechanics that you, that you, that you can't ignore and financially or accounting wise or or in the mechanics of uh, of how different um yeah booking channels interact with each other or so 
Uh, but other than that, uh, I think it really benefited us to have a much more blue sky approach into like, hey, what do you guys just really need? And also looking forward without maybe looking at, hey, how uh, th- things shouldn't be like like the way they are because they used to be like that, right? Yeah. Things should be because this just works best for you looking forward. And I think it's really helped us to look forward only. That's awesome. And I think that's really kind of really unique perspective, right? Thinking about like future growth and how to drive and the adventure, the kind of adventure spirit. I think that that goes in hand in hand with, you know, becoming an entrepreneur. So when you, you know, you and your partner were sitting there and, and um, you know, she's like, help me out. Uh, did you know that you wanted to start your own company? Like, what were you doing prior coming from a tech world? Like, did you know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur and running a business? Or was this kind of by chance of just like, well, she asked me to help her out and this like led us down a path. Like, tell me a little bit about like, how did you get into like being a co-founder and, and building a business that spans multiple countries and continents? Uh, it is uh, in in one in one month from now. I'm I'm celebrating my twentieth anniversary as an entrepreneur. Uh, I am uh, uh, now. I've I've started my first small business twenty years ago um, in um, uh, in in web development and and server management and and application web hosting. Um, I've done that for many years uh, up until the point that I felt that I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was looking for, for something new, exciting. I was looking for an opportunity to maybe capitalize on everything that I had done in, in, in those years of my career and, and maybe see if I could, yeah, build something bigger and more impactful and more meaningful uh, in, in the world with it. Uh, and I think exactly with that, maybe already a little bit in the back of my mind, uh, I, uh, yeah, I bumped into this uh, this this adventure together with Nadia, and I decided very quickly to uh, yeah to go all in. And I I sold my previous businesses, and uh, I used everything that I collected before to uh, to fuel uh, Rune Raccoon startup. I love it, and that's really cool. And so you know, starting um, a business with your partner could uh, it sounds like an adventure in itself. So what's that been like for you and Nadia? I know there's you know, been a couple articles written out there. I, I, you know, doing some research before. I know it's been talked about before, but you know, would love to kind of hear from your perspective. Like, what's that experience been like for the both of you? And you know, how have you been able to kind of balance work, like work and and your personal lives together as a as a couple? Hey, it has uh, pros and cons. Um, I think uh, the big pro for us is we're both workaholics, and we love to to build to build this and. And to uh, to to ch- to chase our dreams in that regard, and to to yeah, to really get our hands dirty every day, um, and uh, it really it's super practical, right? To do this together, it's also we celebrate our successes together, and we we you know take the hits together, uh, and uh, and and everything we do, basically everything we do in our life, when we go to work or when we come home, then it's all room raccoon, and that's super productive, and also. I don't know, like for me, this is, this is, this is, uh, I'm so passionate about this that I also can't imagine to come home after work and to have dinner with, with my wife. And then, I don't know, maybe she would be an accountant and she would be telling about, I don't know how, how she consolidated some figures today. And I would be, I don't know, I, I, (laughs) I would be probably struggling to, to, to be as passionate about that as maybe. Yeah, what what Nadia's, uh, you know, uh, what what kept her, uh, um, yeah, what 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 she comes home with to to share. So yeah. I think 
that really it really creates an energy that that we really both that really works for us uh that that that's we're a super strong team and obviously well, we're together already uh since uh i don't know since 17 years uh, or so uh so it's, we we are a team we trust each other we know each other we uh so, so i think that really helps um i'm not sure if i could say that uh i mean yeah, probably there's less candlelight dinners uh, <laughs> uh, but but we're 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 yeah we we're aware of that and we're finding our own balance. Yeah. Uh, and also we're finding the balance in terms of role division, right? Because at home you're equal, you are you know private partners, and there is there is maybe there are some errands or so that you might agree with in a relationship that are your responsibility. But obviously it's very different when you're building a business at the size that that Room Raccoon is becoming now. Uh, so very important, I think, for us to to have found our ways in the early years of Room Raccoon to to recreate our own yeah responsibilities and not be be each other's ways and and also respect that you are you know that maybe you're saying or acting with a from coming from like being in a different role uh, one moment to another. So I think to be able to separate those roles that's challenging, I guess, for any kind of yeah partnership uh, like private partner uh, in your company or family business uh, i like to think that he, that that we found our way in that regard um so yeah f- focusing on the uh, on the on the successes that that we're celebrating together yeah. now we are f- uh, a family we we've got a little one of one year old that that's a new challenge our, our lives <laughs> we, like our workaholic lives we had to take it a small notch uh, down uh, and yeah. also we also won that right i mean we really enjoy being parents and enjoy spending time with the little one. Um, uh, yeah, and then uh, yeah, we we have uh, we have our business that is split uh, across several countries, and our biggest office uh, is in Cape Town, South Africa. Uh, so what we're doing now is just kind of we're a bit of a yeah moving circus. We uh, we pack <laughs> up all of our stuff with the whole family and uh, and the nanny. And we pack it up and we go to Cape Town for a couple of months and then we pack it up again and then we 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 stay in the Netherlands for a couple of months and yeah this is how how we make it work um yeah. but uh hey we are uh, definitely needs a little bit of dedication uh yeah. but it's a lot of fun I love that I mean I think it's really important too because I think every couple every partnership has its own way of working and you can't you know it's hard to put in a box. And so it's amazing that you can kind of find those things. And I, I laugh because you made a joke about like, you know, coming home, like, uh, and like talking to her about like, if she was accountant, like for the longest time, my wife and I've been together for nine years, married for five now, uh, up until recently, like she doesn't know really what I do. Like she knows like what, what I do, but not really. And so coming home, it's sometimes hard to have those conversations. And now that I'm like at Omniboost and in, in the hospitality space, she's an interior designer we have a lot of like the hospitality kind of world to talk about, but it's kind of funny because you, you find those, you have to find those balances in a relationship. And, and, and when you work with that person and do all that, it's, it's a it's unique challenge. And I think it's really important for, for people out there listening to, to, to find your own um, relationship vibes, right? Like find those different channels that you can enjoy those successes and have a long time. And when do you disconnect from work, getting to travel back and forth just creates also some really cool adventures uh, and, you know, from what I know, you know, having spent a little bit of time with, in New York with Nadia, uh, you two love kind of adventures and, and you like kind of that movement of creating, building and, and being on the go. So, it, you know, it works for y'all. So that's really cool. And 
I love that. I've, you know, I've, I've, I've met a couple other, uh, and interviewed a couple other like, uh, husband, wife combos and partner combos and, um, brother, sister combos of running companies. And it's always unique to hear that story. Uh, what it's like around the dinner table. <laughs> I'm sure your one-year-old at some point is going to be like, stop talking about room recruiting. I'm tired. Like, let's, you know, but when she's like seven or eight or whatever, but, um, hey, I don't know. She, she needs to teach, uh, like we need to teach her the ropes uh, sooner than later. <laughs> so she could take over the business from y'all. You guys can retire on an Island somewhere. <laughs> so, you know, you, you talk about splitting time between the two offices. Um, you know, what's that like, uh, as you're building kind of room raccoon and looking at it going global and, you know, the amazing kind of, um, opportunities that you have, why is it so important to split the time? What is, you know, why do you dedicate three months to three months on back and forth? And, and, and how has that really affected the business um, for better or for worse? Well, maybe it's good to, to, to take a step back. Uh, when we started building the, the Room Raccoon team, uh, then we had, we had quite uh, international ambitions for, from early on. I mean, the Netherlands is a small country as a home market. Um, and then first we actually, uh, built a team, like we, we rented a, a bigger office space and we set up a whole team and we, we hired people from all over the world, basically, and we flew them into the Netherlands. And we, we started kind of, ex- uh, making our first market, uh, expansions from, from the Netherlands. We quickly found out that we just really needed to be closer to the hotels to kind of build, to establish those relationships, to build the trust to uh to be closer to the action we we needed our own boots uh in in the grounds of the markets that we were uh, wanted to service so then we started building these these uh, a lot of these remote teams uh, one of them uh, escalated uh, in uh, i guess uh, uh in in what it is today in cape town um and then we we also quickly found out like hey uh, because initially we wanted to have the team close to us because you could spend time with the team if you're a startup if you're growing fast then you're learning so quickly it's all about learning uh to to grow basically and learning is all about sharing these learnings and chatting with each other and creating a space where i think being co-located to each with each other in an office just can maybe spark that that energy and that creativity so much more than over over kind of a scoped uh, team meeting teams meeting or so uh so then we we decided to switch it around and we started traveling a lot and we continuously were spending time with 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 our people uh in in these remote offices uh so that is i guess where we learned uh, how important it is to to spend this time with the team and that that uh that is just yeah that you can't really replace that by um yeah by only collaborating online with each other and definitely the whole COVID uh, period was obviously extra challenging for that. Yeah. Um, we, um, well, we did a lot of tests uh, and we sat in a lot of empty airplanes. Uh, <laughs> these PCR tests, I mean. Yeah. Anyway, challenging times, but but now, um, yeah, we, we, uh, we were, over the past years, our Cape Town team grew so much um that that they're so um that that we really need to be there ourselves yeah. i think to be part of that action first of all for us to to really understand the team you know what 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 keeps them you know really uh concerned or uh or what what can we help with um to to open up all of our senses being on that shop floor ourselves yeah um but also for them to uh f- for us to have the opportunity to um, to remove that scope, like, Hey, this is, you know, this is, this is all of Rumikun. This is why we do what we're doing. And yeah. we can keep kind of, uh, elaborating on that 
contexts why we're doing what we're doing uh, all day, every day, and also in little informal kind of settings. And that is that is invaluable. That is yeah. that is so essential uh, that uh, that we decided just to uh, yeah to 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 get a house there and to spend half of our time there uh, to be as close as possible at all times towards the team that is really making making this happen for the hoteliers. Yeah. I think that's really important. You know, I I love this uh, the fact that we can live in a remote world and we could have remote work and that's so cool. Uh, but I I know that me specifically, I love being in an office with other people. There's something to the energy and and and, and having that camaraderie and stuff. And I think you know, as humans, our our basic need is is to to have connection, right? And so we sometimes forget that. And, and while it's great to work remote, like having those different places, and also. You know, I think from a cultural standpoint, when you have offices in different countries, being able to be there and experience the culture and understand what keeps them up at night, what, what excites them, what, what they're looking to do, what the impact they want to make in their role. Because everyone joins a company at different stages, places and whatever. And, you know, I talk to entrepreneurs and, and, and leaders like this all the time where you have to understand that everyone that comes to an organization is not going to be with you forever. As much as you want to think they're going to be ride or die with you forever, they might be there for a year, they might be there for two, they might be there for three so how do you make them successful in that time? How do you get the most out of them and give them the most out of you? And I think that's the mark of a good leader. And so by being there and being present in those different markets really helps you expand and grow and, and, and create those leaders within the company you need to kind of get out of the business a little bit, right? As you and Nadia continue to expand and, and, and do your thing, setting up the right people and places to take on more of the day-to-day -day so you can work on and not in the business, right? So I think that's the way to kind of kind of really build that foundation. Yeah, and and, and once you get everything, you know, all, all all the kind of the cogs running in the right speed, and you you you've got your get everything figured out, then uh, then maybe that is less essential. But we're building something here, right? And we're we're, we're we've we've got every every quarter we introduce several new roles that we're kind of figuring out as we go. Uh, we're we're fine tuning so much processes, and every process that you implement, and you that you think you get right, and it proves itself itself. Is going to be just 100% different next year once yeah. once that function has yeah. has tripled in size or yeah. or or is required to yeah just just as you scale things continuously adapt. Yeah, and, and I love that, and that's that's kind of part of building a business and building something. And so, you know, I I always love to kind of you know we talk about the underlying theme of this podcast is is making hospitality more human through technology. And we talked a lot about how. Rumor Kuhn does that and really gives the, you know independent hoteliers the ability to be uh, more efficient so they can make their customers happy. You know, there's this whole world of AI coming up, and it's obviously a big a big topic. Um, you know, being on the tech side of things and building products, how do you see AI continuing to affect uh, the hospitality space? And are there any things that y'all are are testing with AI, or things that you are you know you have your eye on? Um, as far as future of hospitality and AI, uh, we're uh, we're we're monitoring all of the developments very closely. Uh, obviously, it's very exciting uh, that that yeah that there are some really uh, major breakthroughs and developments uh, over the past few years and more recently, and uh, and we all know that that AI is is gonna um, is gonna form the world of, or well, reshape, help reshape the world, right? It's going to have a material impact on, on our lives and our businesses. Uh, we are, we are not yet at the stage that we, uh, we see a game changing kind of market ready value, uh, for AI to be applied, 
uh, at this moment uh, to our hoteliers. Uh, I think the, the the biggest opportunity probably that we were we would be very excited to to start implementing is 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 in with regards to content generation uh, where I, AI is also developing very quickly. Um, what we see, however, is that uh, we still think that kind of AI and content generation is very very advanced uh, in in a few very big languages, mainly English. Um, however, the most of our uh, our businesses, our hotel businesses that we support, uh, they are in in all across Europe, um, in languages where those AI developments are far less mature at this stage. Um, so that is what I'm particularly excited about to to start um, helping the engage the engagements between hoteliers and their guests. Um, yeah, with um, um, yeah, with, with much more natural and easy to use, um, um, yeah, content generation uh, appliances, and that's also very much in the theme that you described, right? Of also of the podcasts, um, it is it is all about the interaction. Technology only serves humans, right? So it is about the human side and making technology more human, and also making the technology work for humans, uh, so they can. Have their hands free. That's also why what we said when we started Rumacoon. Literally, what I just explained about you know what what the situation that we were in with with the hotel and Nadia. I wanted to keep. I wanted to implement and create technology that would free up Nadia's hands as a hotelier to be there for the guests. That's she should be not you know sitting behind a computer doing admin stuff as a hotelier for hours every day. She should be there enhancing uh like being being hospitable uh, pampering guests being there for them uh, so uh, uh, technology is an enabler for uh, for humans to to rest assured let the let the technology work for them in a in obviously a human way as possible yeah yeah it's it's really exciting and it's you know something that you know we kind of monitor as well you know omniboost you know being a partner of yours and some of the stuff that we work on together and where we help automate and do things you know we're always looking at um, you know, what the future of technology looks like and, and data and automation and how do we leverage that and how do we leverage AI potentially down the road. So I think it's really interesting to see where this where this thing can go um, and what it can actually help us do and create and be better at versus taking away. I always like to think about not from taking away from something, but how does it improve the human element? So I like that. I like how you how you how you said that. Um, I mean, it's been it's been amazing to to chat with you a little bit about Rumakun and, and the impact that y'all are making. Uh, before I let you go, though, I always uh, you know, like to ask every guest uh, this question. You know, as we're in the hospitality space and, and we love to travel, and, and you know, you and Nadia are a lot of planes. Uh, what is the uh, worst travel experience like that, that that when I say this, what's the first thing that comes to mind? What's the worst and the best travel experience that you've ever had? Yo. Um... I think Nadia and I consider ourselves uh, adventurers, and I think most of our our hotels uh, are as well. Um, I think, uh, well, actually, let, let's let's stick with South Africa. It has nothing to do with our, our today's uh, endeavors in, in in South Africa and our our relationship with with the country and the team there. Uh, but about um, fifteen years ago, when uh, when Nadia and I weren't together for that long, uh, we were still studying and. She was doing an uh, uh, an internship in Cape Town, um, and then um, I would visit her after after that for a month, 
And that was when, I mean, we were young. We didn't have much kind of intercontinental travel experience. We traveled quite a bit in Europe. So what what do you do when you're in Europe? Uh, and I think, well, listeners from South Africa will probably laugh at us now. Um, what do you do in Europe? You go to the different cities and you go to the city center. You want to be as close as possible, like right in the center of the town as possible, because that's where the old town is. That's where, you know, the old market square, the shops, the restaurants, the, the cathedral, you know, all of the landmarks. So with that in mind, we booked our trip and I started, you know, Nadia is just like, hey, just take me wherever, not really uh, a planner. I wanted to plan some things out. So we, I, I planned our, our whole trip going to the city center of every South African town that I could find and, and book, book the hotel as, as central as possible. What we found out is that's not the way to go in South Africa. You want to stay away from the city center as far as possible because it's the worst place to, place to be. It is dangerous. It is, uh, it is not well looked after. It is not the place you want to be. So yeah, it took us, uh, we, but we booked everything already. So the first time we arrived there and we, we literally arrived in the car and we're looking outside of the windows like, uh-oh, where, are, where, where did we arrive? Did Are we in the right place? Did I make a mistake? And we kind of just grabbed our bags and ran into the hotel because, we, I don't know, it was a lot of, it was a very dodgy place. And then we started chatting with some people and they were laughing at us like, no, 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 you, you, need, to, you need to basically cancel all of these. And this was well before booking.com and whatever. So I ended up calling all these, these hotels and <laughs> trying to cancel and just going countryside. Yeah, yeah, and then, hey, uh, 15 years later, uh, we, we, we now, well, kind of uh, call South Africa our second home. So we came a long way. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. You know, it's, it's funny how those kind of things come full circle, right? From something that was not a great maybe experience, but a, a, an eye-opening experience that set you on a path for uh, years later to, to um, really be even more ingrained in that culture and, and having it as your second home. So I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think, but well, it was may, maybe at this at, at that same trip, uh, that was an experience that, yeah, that was amazing. That we we never had something like that before. Nadia was was into uh, horseback riding, and while she was doing an internship, and I I wanted to impress her a little bit, you know, new girlfriend. And then uh, I was doing some horseback riding uh, lessons back uh, in the Netherlands for me to when I would go there, and, and we I, we planned like, hey, we're gonna do. I'm gonna show her that I you know can do some horseback riding together. And we did. So we were somewhere at, 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 a, at a game reserve, at a smaller one, um, without predators. And then we found that there was kind of a horse riding, uh, like a, a ranch or a stable or so, that we could do that. But then safari style. So we went up, up on these horses and went with the tracker and into the forest. And he was tracking a little bit. And after a while, we kind of came out to the open. And it was this big savanna, as far as you could look, just savanna, open fields, and then these herds of of animals like wildebeests and and zebras and all of these animals just standing in herds everywhere and uh the the guy the tracker he looked around us and he said you guys good are you ready uh was ready okay what for (laughs) sure let's go what are we doing and he started galloping and then the our horses so we were like three horses and we started galloping just crossing those plains but what happens then is that how herds behave is if, if, if a few animals start galloping, all of the animals start joining and started forming this huge group, uh, galloping across these, 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 these plains. So we were galloping and these, I don't know, dozens and dozens of these wildebeests and zebras and all of that, they started joining us and that feeling of being just that force and dust to, to, 
to cross these plains with such a huge herd of these part of this herd of galloping uh yeah game animals wow it's still like i don't know i got goosebumps right now when i'm telling it again i love that Dude, that that sounds like one of the coolest experiences ever and just that's got to be intense uh exhilarating scary a little bit all the things which just it's why it's so it's why it's so much in your memory you know, you'll never forget that even 15 years later so I mean, I appreciate you for coming on the show, for being a part of it, for being a partner of Omniboost. You know, we've loved getting to work with y'all and continue to strengthen our partnership. Uh, how can our listeners find you, learn more about what you're doing in Room Raccoon? How, how do they get in touch? Uh, roomraccoon.com, PT, FR, COSA, CoUK, all of our websites is a good place to start. Uh, drop me a message on LinkedIn if you want to chat about uh, something entrepreneurial uh, uh, topic um yeah please do thanks a lot for having me um yeah speak to you guys soon um keep, keep on um yeah keep on mastering the the partnership together and uh good luck with the um, yeah with with the whole podcast yeah i appreciate it my friend uh what i'll do also listeners if you want to get in touch i will link uh rubicoon's website and timon's uh linkedin so you can click it out of the show notes uh get in touch follow along they're definitely doing some cool stuff uh, and, and if they ever get a chance to, we'll maybe have Nadia on next time, uh, and, and hear their story from her, from her side. I think that'd be kind of fun to do, uh, in the future. So time and thank you so much, uh, for those listening, this has been another episode of hospitable. Make sure that you like subscribe, follow wherever you listen to your podcast, be a tier one subscriber, get involved. Let us know, uh, who wish we talking to what you want to hear. And until next time, stay well, y'all.